What's up, y'all? How you doing? You doing good? Have you had a fabulous day? Have you had a fabulous weekend? Hmm. Did you do anything fun? Do anything productive? Anything relaxing? I hope so. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope your weekend started off fabulous. I hope that uh, you have some great things planned for the rest of this week. And um, I just hope things have been great for you. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to another episode of the World's Weirdest Podcast starring your girl, mother of all things weird. Welcome home. If you're new here, welcome to... Welcome, 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 welcome to the house. Um, I need you to come in and take your shoes off. Dinner's almost ready. If you're thirsty, we got water. We also have juice. And if you're feeling spicy, we got coffee. Um, as I said, dinner is being prepared, almost ready. Wash your hands. If you're not new here, you know the drill. Come on in, take your shoes off, wash your hands, get ready for dinner. All right, y'all. <laughs> Um, I hope you're doing fantastic. Okay. Um, we got a, we got an episode for you today. This is something that I, um, feel like I have talked about maybe in season one or two, I think. Um, but if not, this is, if I have, this is a reminder. Okay. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, this is new to you, maybe a reminder for you. Okay. Um, as you know, something that I seen off of the wonderful worldwide web, um, very interesting made me think about um about this particular topic and so uh like i said this is this is a reminder right i'm coming to remind you of something so uh this wonderful uh gentleman he does content uh, i don't know his name i'll have to figure that out but he talks about his wife and his kids and the journey of parenting uh on this wonderful uh gloomy day it seems look like um he was a little distraught and so he tells this story uh and so he was saying that he um was just hanging out one good old day and he was getting a call on his cell phone from from his father's cell phone he immediately went into the kind of panic mode because his father had passed away three years prior so he was utterly confused as anyone would be uh and was trying to figure out what was going on so out of the confusion and curiosity he answers the phone and it is his sweet mother uh, his mother then reveals that she had been paying, had continued to pay the cell phone bill for um, her husband's cell phone. And um, and he didn't go into detail, details as to why she called, uh, called him from the father's phone, right? But um, he then goes into just kind of talking about the experience, right? And so he, uh, he, was in the moment where he was like, you know, I really wish that there was a time and space where I could pick up the phone and it is my father on the other, on the other end. Um, he had gone on to mention how his parents had him when he was older. I think he said his father was 50 when he was born. Um, and as someone who had older parents, um, I, I get that. And so I think towards the end of his high school career, it kind of dawned on him that his parents were getting older. And so he wanted to make sure that he spent as much time with dad as possible doing all of dad and son things. Right. And so um, so that was that, you know, and and then he uh, had got, you know, had passed away. And 
I know a lot of people would see that video and say, oh my God, it's been three years. Why are you still emotional behind it? Why Why are you still in that space? Um, and daily reminder that grief happens the way that it does. It looks different on you. It looks different on me. It looks different on the person sitting beside us, right? And one thing that I would tell you is that there is no proper time to grieve the death of somebody, right? Um, grief happens in a lot of things, right? A loss of a job, loss of housing, a loss of, um, you know, a relationship, whatever, right? We grieve loss. That's normal. But grief of of death is different, right? And yes, there is a healthy way to grieve, right? And there's an unhealthy way to grieve. Um, and I want you to know, I don't ever want you to feel as though there's like a deadline where you have to be at complete terms and peace with someone's death, right? Because that's unrealistic, right? Um, he, it was, it had been three years since his father had passed away. And he still had gotten emotional seeing his name pop up on his cell phone, right? Um, and for me, well, I lost my father, uh, shoot, seven, oh my goodness. It's been seven years, y'all. It's been seven years. Uh, I lost my father in 2017. Wow. Oh, sorry. I've I've never done the math. Anyways, um, I lost my father in 2017. Lost him a month before I graduated from college. Um, it was hard. It was difficult. And um, I'm his only child. So that was an experience all on its own, having to contact family that you haven't talked to in decades and, you know, gather siblings and family members um, to come, you know, grieve the loss of their brother. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, he was the first sibling to pass away. So, <clears throat> so, you know, that was that, right? And it took me a minute to process because that's how I am. It takes me a minute to process loss because um, when you work in the line of first response, um, you are very uh, goal-oriented brain when tragedy happens. Uh, and then later down the line comes comes the the emotional portion of it so um it took me it took me i cried don't get me wrong like i was sad i lost my father because i had to do but in the same vein i also was having to do everything i had to pack up his apartment i had to put arrangements together i had to call the the va and and have his funeral arrangements done and and all of the things right so for the first two months i was just kind of like mm. I had a, when he passed away, I had a, a detective call me. It was wild. It was a lot, right? So there were moments where I cried. Yes. There were moments where I felt the fact that my father had passed away. Yes. Uh, but 
it didn't start actually setting in, I want to say, until maybe around, uh, I want to say maybe month nine after he had passed away. Uh, And so, and the way it took me a lot longer than I had anticipated because me and my dad, we talked, we talked all the time, but we didn't talk all the time. Like we would talk all the time, but it was, it wasn't consistent. It wasn't like I talked to him every week or anything like that. And so the way that communication with my father would go, cause he's not a phone person. It would be me in the middle of my hustle and bustle and think, oh shoot, I got to call my dad. And I'll call my dad. And, and that's, and so because that, because that's how my life was with him, that extended my, my grief period. Um, the first couple of, the first, after a year, after the first year um, is when it started to dawn on me that he wouldn't be present for any more of my major life events. Um, He wouldn't see me get married. He wouldn't see me have any more kids. He wouldn't see me graduate from college. He wouldn't see my success. He wouldn't see me go into my career. He wouldn't, he just wouldn't see these things. He wouldn't be present, right? Um, And so that took so like I said, that was that was when that stuff started to dawn on me during year number two, right? Um, towards the end of year number two, I started to have these moments where, oh shoot, I gotta call my dad. And immediately after I would say that, I would stop and realize I can't call my dad. Towards Still towards the end of year number two, I got a text message from my father's number. And um, and it wasn't my dad. Someone had, you know, the company had given somebody his number, whatever. And so that kind of sucked. <laughs> um, I still, my, for those who, uh, I don't know if, if Androids can do it, but on on iPhones, you can pin um, you can pin text threads like a person at the top of your text messages. And my dad's is my first pin. And for a while, every time I'd go into my text messages, I would just look at it and be like, "Ah, oh, God, I want to talk to my dad so bad." Um, so right, so these are. So it took me, it took me a while. It took me about, I'd say about three years. What set me back, this is not funny. What set me back was my daughter's godmother also passed away the following year after he did. She passed away in 2018, October of 2018. So, um, that was like a dual shebang and then after her my aunt my one of my favorite aunts uh she passed away 
And the way that I dealt with my dad was the same way that I dealt with her because um, they both just, they were older, you know? And so it would always be hustle and bustle and, oh, shoot, let me call. Let me call Auntie Kit. And and I had my moments with her too, same as my father, um, and realized that I couldn't call her. It didn't last as long with her that it did my father, but... I still had them. And so, um, so that, so that was that, right? And, and then, you know, we get up into uh, the pandemic area, right? 2020. At, at that point, I had come to terms with, like, I, not would necessarily say come to terms with, but I had gone, I had become relaxed in the idea that my father was no longer with me. And I began to have comfort in, um, in remembering him, how I, how, how he left me. And, um, one of the things about my dad was my dad was my biggest fan, one of them, I guess. Um, and he called it, his nickname for me was Munchkin. And so, um, so I just kept that with me, right? I kept that with me. And when I think, so when I think of my father, I have happy, I have happy thoughts, right? Um, I actually have his wallet and I keep his wallet. I keep, I don't know why. It's my dad's my dad, but he had three driver's license. I, I, don't, I don't know why this man had three, but that's also none of my business, I guess. <laughs> so I keep, I keep one of his driver's license in my wallet. Um, in the place where, right, I would, would normally have mine. Cause I keep my ID somewhere else. So I keep his, I keep his ID on me. I kept his wallet. And so, and I have, um, two pieces of clothing of his that I kept. Um, and so, and funny enough, my dad, he said he lived in an era with his clothing. That man never changed his style. He kept it the exact same. So from the time that I was a kid to two shirts, it's two shirts that I kept. The two shirts that I have were so him. And they had were had been the type of clothing that he would wear my whole entire life. So so I have these things, nonetheless. I have these things that remind me of him and the good things um that I do remember of him. And I will say that over time, certain things do begin to fade, right? I wish I could remember his voice. Um, I can I can faintly remember it, but what he said and how he said it is what sticks with me because it's just not something that I hear all the time anymore, right? So... Um, 
so yeah I just kind of one of those things but but I say all of that to say that our journeys are very different right that content creator his probably may take a little bit longer than mine because dad lived in the home my dad always lived in LA my whole life we lived in Northern California. So he wasn't readily available, right? We didn't spend every day together. Um, which doesn't necessarily make it, it doesn't, it's not like one situation is better than the other, right? But that definitely takes effect in how how healing happens. Um, but I want y'all to remember that grief takes time and everybody grieves differently. And even if you're not necessarily grieving a death, but you're grieving something, take what you need to take. Do what you need to do. That's healthy and productive. (laughs) Because you're you, right? And I I can give you steps. Anybody can give you steps on how to grieve, right? But you are the only person who is going to be able to walk that walk. And what may work for me may not work for you. I went through therapy right before my father passed away. I was going through therapy. So when my father did end up passing away, there were certain things that I didn't have burdening me anymore concerning my my relationship with my father. But some, some people are not going to have that luxury right? You're going to go through, you may have gone through some things with somebody and they're going to pass away before you're able to heal from the things that y'all had gone through. Go to therapy, do the healing, because I promise you that is going to, that's going to extend your grieving even more, right? I know, I don't know if you hear all the time, I hear, go to therapy just because. Therapy is great. Even when you feel like life is great, go to therapy. <laughs> but when you're, when you're dealing with loss, when you're dealing with grief, right? It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to not have the words. It's okay to not understand, right? Immediately. Find somebody that can help you work through that. I am a huge advocate of journaling, right? Thoughts get jumbled in my head. Words get jumbled in my head very easily. So that's one reason why I talk to myself out loud a lot. Because sometimes I just need to get words out of my head for them to make, make sense. I write them down. Right, write all of your thoughts, all the things, all the things, all the things. Write them out because then it helps you figure and sort things out. Right, you can see it. Talk to somebody. I am a I am a huge person of just talk. I tell people all the time, it may not make sense to you, but if you say it out to me, we both can work together to piece it together for it to make sense. I do that with other people. Hey, I want to talk to you, but I don't I don't really know 
So we're just going to talk and and hopefully I can figure it out as I'm going. And I do that because I just need to get it out, right? So the reminder here is that grieving is okay. Taking your time with grieving is also okay. Doing what's best for you is okay. Taking advice from people, you might take a little piece from this person, take a little piece from that person, right? And that's okay if it fits for you. It is also okay not to grieve like the next person. It's okay if your grief look, if your grieving looks different than someone else's grieving. What is all, what is not okay though, is feeling pressured to have to set a deadline to complete your grieving process. That's not okay. What's not okay is feeling like you're being bullied into having to grieve a certain way or by a certain point. That's not okay. What's also not okay is to bottle it up inside and not deal with it and say, you know, I'm just going to push it away. That's not okay. What's also not okay is overloading yourself with something to not have to address how you're feeling. That is also not okay. That could, you could, overloading yourself doesn't necessarily mean being busy. That could be, you know, unhealthy coping mechanisms, um, gaining certain, you know, addictions to certain things, um, you know, and all of those things, right? We don't want to suppress. We want to feel. And let me be the first to tell you, feeling is trash. Being present in your pain is trash, but necessary. I'll be the first person to tell you that. Feeling all the feels and being present in your pain is garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> it is garbage. My favorite saying, it is, it is juice at the bottom of a metal trash can in midsummer in Florida, Miami. Garbage doo-doo trash. <laughs> it's, it's trash, but it's necessary. It is absolutely necessary to be present in your pain, okay? Grieving looks different for everybody, but it's okay to grieve. It's okay to grieve your way, okay? Um, <laughs> that, I'm not gonna say that was dark. It wasn't dark, it was necessary because sometimes we need these reminders, right? Sometimes we need these reminders and it's okay because mama is going to remind you. I'm going to be the reminder, okay? So um, as my wonderful watch is telling me that it is time for bed, <laughs> I love y'all. I absolutely do. I love y'all. Um, we're going to be back next week. Y'all already know, 7 p.m. bright and early, 7 p.m. Ooh, I was about to say Eastern Standard Time. We're not on the East Coast. Uh, bright and early seven. I'm going to get it. We're going to get this together. <laughs> bright and early, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be back next week. All right. I love y'all. 
Go tell somebody that you love them. But before you do that, stand in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself because, baby, guess what? If you don't love you, can't nobody love you. But you already know I'm going to love you anyways. All right. Bye.